Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we're talking about the different crystals for the days of the week and their associations with different energies and planets and gods and goddesses. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Julie M. And Julie asks, is there a best way to clean and dust a crystal grid without disturbing the grid? Julie, this is such a good question. It's definitely one that's one of those things. It's like really practical to know how to do that. Um, The answer, unfortunately, is not really. I mean, you could try just kind of gently swishing the dust away from around the edges, but ultimately to really clean and dust your crystal grid, if it's a long-term grid that you've had up for a while, you will need to take it apart, remove the crystals, give everything a good wipe down, and put it back together. But this isn't as bad as it sounds at first. This is actually a really good thing to do on a regular basis. So when we create a crystal grid, we are sitting down with a specific intention, pulling in our crystals and setting it up for that purpose. But a lot of folks forget to actually take the time to sit with their grid and hold space for that intention, whatever it may be. I recommend trying to do this daily, even if it's just for a minute or two, or at least once a week. The reason for this not only is to keep you connected with those crystals and that intention and that flow of energy, but also so that you can check in on that intention and make sure it's still relevant, make sure it's still important to you. So by interacting with your crystal grid, it actually gives you an opportunity to kind of assess whether or not this is still something that you're working toward. And the same goes for the routine care of the crystal grid, whether that's energetic cleansing or physical cleaning like dusting. And just like anything on your altar or in your sacred space, taking things apart and taking the time to dust things, to clean things up, is an act of care. It's an act of care for the sacred. It's an act of devotion in a way. And I think there's something really magical that happens when we put this kind of effort into our spiritual practice. And this is how it should be, right? We should have care and concern for the energies that we're working with. For example, if you had an ancestor altar, you wouldn't let it get totally dirty and disheveled and dusty. You would take time and care to clean it, to care for the different items that were on the altar. You'd make time to connect with your ancestors. Um, And so a crystal grid, although different, has some similarities there, right? You want to take that time to show respect for the work that you're doing and for the energies that you're working with. 
and you want to take time to connect with that energy. So making physical cleaning of your crystal grid a part of your regular practice, again, whether that's maybe once a month, maybe even every other month, it really just depends on if things are looking a little bit dusty or not, is a nice act of devotion. It's a nice act of connection and creation with that energy. So definitely move all the crystals, get in there, clean things up. I wish there were an easier way to do this, but some things, especially the really special and magical things, aren't always meant to be maintenance-free. They require our effort. They require our care. And like so many things, you kind of get out what you put in. So I would encourage you, Julie, to take time, and really for anyone listening for that matter, take some time to tend to your altars, tend to your crystal grids, tend to your sacred space. Especially as we move into these darker winter months, it's a good time just as things slow down and maybe you find yourself with a little bit more space, a little bit more breathing room to give everything a good deep clean and connect with that energy and maybe even put something in your calendar to check back next month. Well, I hope that was helpful. And remember, if you have a question that you'd like for me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. Discover how you can deepen your spiritual journey and follow your soul calling with crystals. The Love and Light School's award-winning crystal healing certification program opens soon. Go to crystalhealerschool.com. And now it's time to dive into our main topic for today, crystals for the days of the week. So wearing gemstones or working with crystals that are associated with each of the days of the week can really allow you to invoke the energy of that day's corresponding planets and deities. The days of the week were originally named for the sun, the moon, and the five planets that were known to the ancients. And these planets were associated with particular gods depending upon the culture that was naming them. So for example, the Greeks, the Romans, the Germanic peoples each had their own gods associated with the different days of the week. And that's where a lot of our modern names for the days of the week come from. So to invoke the energy of these planets or these deities, you can wear or carry one of the associated crystals on the corresponding day of the week. You can wear crystal jewelry or just keep a stone in your pocket, whatever's most convenient. And this kind of creates a talisman of good luck or protection. Now, these stones can also help you ease into your day and work through whatever the day may bring because you'll be more in alignment with that day's specific planetary energy. So to further connect with the energy of the crystal, you can meditate with your chosen stone, you can use it in a crystal grid, or just place the stone in a prominent position on your altar or in your sacred space. So let's break down the different days of the week and talk about their corresponding crystals, deities, energies, and celestial bodies. So let's start with Monday. Monday gets its name from the moon's day because its celestial body is the moon. The deities that are connected with Monday are Selene, Artemis, Hecate, Mani, and Luna. And its corresponding stones are selenite, pearl, moonstone, 
silver, and blue kyanite. So we see this huge overlap between the planet, or in this case, the moon, and its associated crystals, as well as the planet, again, in this case, the moon, and its associated gods and goddesses. And so therefore, we can make a connection between the crystals and the associated deities as well. Now, some energetic keywords associated with Monday, or again, the moon's day, are intuition, emotions, femininity, and receptivity. And that brings us to Tuesday, which is also called Tuesday or Tears Day. It's actually named for the god Tyr, the Norse deity Tyr, who was a god of war similar to Mars and Aries. So the deities associated with Tuesday are Mars, Aries, and Tyr, and the celestial body is the planet Mars. Great crystals to correspond to Tuesday are ruby, red garnet, red jasper, carnelian, and sardonyx, and the energetic keywords are warrior, passion, and motivation. So as we go through these different days of the week, be thinking about how these energies may play out in your day-to-day. What can you do to get in flow with the energy of each day of the week? So for example, so far we talked about Monday, which is about receptivity and intuition. So maybe if you do a weekly reading for yourself, Monday would be a great day to do that. Or if you have a creative project or something that you need to be a little bit more energized about, maybe you try to tackle that on Tuesday, which is ruled by the planet Mars and has this kind of connection with passion and motivation. And as you do these things, incorporate these corresponding crystals into your practice by, again, wearing them as jewelry, carrying them with you, setting them on your desk or tabletop, or just having them in your space. So next up is Wednesday, which is also called Woden's Day or Odin's Day. Do you ever wonder how we got the name Wednesday? It comes from the Norse god Odin or Woden. So Wednesday is connected with Odin as well as with the gods Mercury and Hermes. And because Mercury is the associated deity, that is also the celestial body or planetary energy connected with Wednesday crystals for Wednesday include green nephrite jade, turquoise, amazonite, blue topaz, and chrysocolla. And some of the key energies for Wednesday are trickster, science, invention, and health. Next up, we have Thursday, which comes from Thor's day. So of course, this day is connected with the god Thor, but also with Jupiter and Zeus. And so the celestial body or planetary energy is Jupiter as well. Great stones for Thursday are lapis lazuli, blue sapphire, aquamarine, alexandrite, and amethyst. And the energetic keywords here are leadership, spirituality, wisdom, and travel. That brings us to Friday or Freya's day, and the deities connected with Friday are Freya or Frigga, Venus, and Aphrodite. And Friday is connected with the celestial body of Venus and with the energies of love, beauty, and gentleness. And some great stones to kind of encapsulate these energies are emerald, copper, chrysoprase, rose quartz, and pink tourmaline. Next up is Saturday, or Saturn's day, which is connected with the deities Saturn and Kronos, and connected with the planet of Saturn, as well as the crystals, black tourmaline, 
Brazilian banded agate, jet, shungite, and black obsidian. And the keywords for Saturday are virtue, pride, and mystery. Last but not least is Sunday, or the Sun's Day, which is connected with Apollo, Helios, and Sol. And of course, the celestial body or planetary body is the Sun. Great crystals for Sunday include sunstone, of course, imperial golden topaz, gold, amber, and heliodor. And the energetic keywords or archetypes of Sunday are bravery, masculinity, and dominance. Now, one more really interesting way to work with these stones for the days of the week is to find out on which day of the week you were born. And if you need help doing that, in this week's blog post over on the website at loveandlightschool.com, you can find a link to find out which day of the week you were born on using a little online calculator. So if you want a quick, easy way to do that, check out the blog. Now, once you find out which day of the week you were born on, you're going to use that day's corresponding stone or stones as a personal talisman. So for example, I was born on a Friday or Freya's day, and I think there's something really kind of fascinating that happens when we're born into this world, and the cosmos sort of imprints that energy onto our spirit from the moment we're born. And we see this really in depth in the study of astrology. And so this is just kind of an adjacent, uh, smaller practice based on this same principle. So if you embrace that energy from the day on which you were born and tap into it, it can give you a lot of strength and help you do some amazing things because that energy is so in alignment with the core of your being. So if I wanted to strengthen my understanding of the archetypal energy of love and beauty or enhance my connection to the planet Venus or with the goddesses, Venus, Aphrodite, or Freya to kind of tap into those positive aspects, then I could carry or wear an emerald, copper, chrysoprase, rose quartz, or pink tourmaline sort of at all times, not just on Fridays, as a personal talisman because it's connected with Friday, the day on which I was born. I also have a really handy chart over on the blog that you can check out and it lists each day of the week along with the planet name and planetary symbol and corresponding crystal. So if you'd like to print that out as a handy reference, you're more than welcome. Again, just head over to loveandlightschool.com blog. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones, to grow your confidence, knowledge, and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning Crystal Healing Certification Program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Go to crystalhealerschool.com to learn more. Now it's time for our trending this week segment. As you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm just loving that I want to share. This week, I want to talk about a special free gift that I have for my podcast listeners, newsletter subscribers, social media followers. It is something that I am so excited to share with you. I dreamed this up a few weeks back and could not stop thinking about it in bed while I was trying to go to sleep. So the next day, 
I created it and it is a winter solstice crystal countdown calendar. So it's kind of like an advent calendar, but it is a free printable that you can get by visiting loveandlightschool.com slash social. And it is super fun. So this is actually a digital item, but it's a paper craft project. So you'll print it out and assemble it. And when you visit that social link, you'll see a button to download this free winter solstice countdown calendar. Once you sign up to get it, I'll email it to you. And along with the downloadable printable files, I'll also send you a little video showing you how to construct it, how to put it together. It takes about five minutes, probably less. And I also give you a sneak peek as to how we're going to use it, not just to reveal a fun new crystal each day in December from the 1st through the 21st at winter solstice, but also how to turn that into a small daily practice to do with your crystals. I think you are going to enjoy this so much. I'll also be counting down all 21 days to winter solstice starting December 1st over on Instagram at Love and Light School and on my new TikTok account at Love and Light School. So please feel free to follow along there to reveal each day's daily gemstone and crystal affirmation, talk a little bit about daily practice, about each of the crystals that'll be revealed in the calendar. I think you'll really enjoy it. So if you want to follow along or if you just want to do this on your own, that's cool too. Again, head over to loveandlightschool.com social. You'll see a lot of different links on that page, but I will include one for the winter solstice crystal countdown calendar. I hope that you'll grab a copy and join me. This is going to be a really fun practice. So once you get the calendar assembled, every day starting December 1st, you'll open up one of the little doors and it will reveal a crystal. Then there's a corresponding guidebook that talks about working with that crystal in daily practice along with a special affirmation for each stone. There are also a few extra bonus things toward the back of the guidebook that will be revealed on the day of winter solstice, December 21st. So I do hope you'll go grab that. Again, it's totally free. You can print it out at home and use it as a tool for daily practice with your stones. Now, if you don't have a printer, again, don't worry. You can still follow along with me over on Instagram or TikTok at Love and Light School. Well, that is it for today. I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. And if you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And of course, if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and a review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you shared a link to the show with another crystal-loving friend of yours. I'm always so, so grateful for recommendations and referrals, Um, This is just something I love to do. Doing the podcast is kind of a labor of love, and I'm so grateful for all the shares and feedback and the great questions and engagement from our community. Speaking of which, you'll want to make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a future episode. To do that, head over to loveandlightschool.com slash listen, where you can see our most popular episodes, 
most recent episodes, as well as all the places this podcast is streamed online. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.